Hello and welcome to the Not Your Average Joe podcast. My name is Joe and hi. Today, without further ado, we're going to be talking about what it's like driving in Kampala. So, today's episode is on driving in Kampala part 1. I know there's no way. Absolutely no way I'll be able to do this episode just once because driving in Kampala is such a joy. There's no way we're going to just talk about it once, okay? So <laughs> now I don't know about you but when I was young I'm talking about like primary school young I used to think that driving was one of the coolest things that adults did you know from an early age I also knew that not all adults could drive or not all adults drove cars especially certain aunties who are like professional passenger seat princesses who are always directing uncles on how fast and how to drive you know i knew it was a special skill that some people had and others didn't now both my parents drove still drive and i knew it wasn't a special skill that's only reserved for men like thinking with two heads it was a universal skill that we could all possess and on top of that i also liked speed now some of my fondest memories growing up have to be running in two different relatives cars heading to a particular destination for example they say we're going to the zoo would all jump in two different uncles cars because apparently this particular uncle had ridiculous speed or this auntie was a crazy rally driver would just jump into those cars and head to wherever we were going beat the village or just some location where we are going to have a family gathering and then you race back home that for me was just one of the coolest things that we used to do because driving back then was a pleasurable thing to do and i don't think that many of us can say that driving in kampala today is pleasurable it's anything but pleasurable And to be honest, I only <laughs> I really don't know how you guys do it every day to intentionally jump into the madness that is Kampala traffic jam and to deal with all the borders, all the taxis, all the VIPs who want to just bump you off the road and others fellow selfish drivers because driving in Kampala is a nightmare. There was actually a report that was done by Frederick Igbert Stiftung, you know that German NGO, and they found out that our traffic jam is one of the most significant issues that we city dwellers deal with when it comes to our everyday urban problems. But let's be honest, we didn't need a white man to tell us that our traffic jam was insane. Absolutely not. We didn't need that. But it's just nice to be reminded by someone else that your traffic jam is actually kind of trash. and nothing is going to change unless something very radical has to be done but before we get into the solutions i kind of want to go a little bit into how did we get here okay like how did we come here so first of all i'll say it's the infrastructure Now when it comes to infrastructure this is the point where I have to tell you that I am not an expert I am not a civil engineer I am not an urban planner but what I am is an expert observer and I have lived in this town my whole life 
and I have seen the state of roads go from inadequate to every man for himself and KCCA, why did you abandon us? Why did you forsake us? What did we do? Honestly, like the city on Seven Hills has roads that must have been designed by blind rats moving from point A to point B in a hurry because it looks like there was no forethought given into these roads and what they might grow into because roads like things have to grow because people are going to move into those towns and the roads have to look like they have a plan and ours just don't look like they have a plan. We have so many potholes, the drainage is most times non-existent, pavements are reserved for the rich, and it's just bad all around. Now, many people think that, hey, when it comes to roads, more is better. Bigger roads is what we need. Wider roads is what we need. More roads is what we need. But you know what? That's not going to save us. That's not going to save us from our current problem. It's not. Because more roads just encourages more people to drive which is not what we want. We do not want more people to drive. We want less people to drive. So what we need to do is actually understand that maybe we need to reduce the number of roads because the same thing is true. When you reduce the number of roads, then you reduce the number of cars because then people realize, oh, okay, it's a bit of an inconvenience, but then that means less cars on the roads which means less traffic jam. But I know a number of people are going to feel panicked by this. But the thing is that if it has worked for New York City, if it has worked in cities like Paris and San Francisco, it should be good enough for us. Like, when did we become the people who can't use public transport? Hmm? When did we? Okay, I understand why we became like this, but why are we like this? Why? It should be better. So... We need to make it easier for people not to drive. Which brings me... It's public transport. I know. I know some of you have not stepped in taxis since you are God knows how old. Well done to you. But, 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 but. Can we just please understand that country that we live in here? One thing is that we have way too many cars on this road. And if the public transport was done correctly, it would make people abandon their cars, which ding ding reduces the number of cars on the road. It's not rocket science, but it's science. It's a behavior science. But the thing is that I don't think KCCA has also done the work to figure out what would make people abandon their cars and use public transport. Because that's the kind of stuff they're supposed to be doing. I mean, if it's as good for, you know, other cities like San Francisco and New York, you know, they have public transport and yes, they also have traffic jams, but you know, they've done a number of things like these where they've removed roads, they improved the public transport, so less people are on the roads. It works, but we have to start from somewhere because... I think with COVID, I actually realized that as a person who uses a lot of public transport, and my sister hates this, I I loved this COVID time. You know, the whole fact that we had to do that spacing, brilliant. So you sit comfortably. You're just two people on an aisle. You're like, this is it. This is not bad. I wish we could maintain it. 
And while we're at it, let's not strip all the taxis of their comforts. I don't understand why we have to be traveling in little dustbins, little dustbins. Like, why? Why? And even when it comes to the buses, they don't have to park us like Mukene. There's no need to have people's armpits in guys' faces. It removes the dignity of the passenger. So I think KCCA needs to kind of revisit the whole public transport. I understand they try to say that, oh, we're going to add buses. But, but, you adding buses while people not leaving their cars is not helping the situation. You're actually making it worse. You're introducing even longer vehicles into the traffic jam. Hmm. Yo, this, this, this thing, this, this thing just drives me mad sometimes, to be honest. Like when it comes to Kampala traffic jam, ugh, madness. And now let's talk about the way we actually drive on Kampala roads because, good lord, it is, we already said it's a nightmare, we already said this. And the main reason why driving, I think, in Kampala is such a nightmare is because, like, fishmongers, we're just selfish. Really. We're just selfish. We're not courteous, and what we do, we'll call that defensive driving. Because you didn't let the other person pass you, eh? And now you feel like you're the guy. Now, recently, I realized how bad this was when my dearest sister came back, and wanted to start driving in Kampala after 10 years of driving on the wrong side of the road. You guys, anxiety galore. Like, where the heck did we all learn to drive? Like, who the hell taught us? And what the heck were they teaching? Because (laughs) it's so crazy how everyone, no one is courteous. Like, people will not give way. It's like it's a crime to be courteous. And I get it, you don't want to be bullied, but our selfishness and our inconsiderate way of driving is what's actually leading to more congestions. And not only that, it also leads to accidents on the road. Because we just won't back down and give another person the space they need to move. We block roads. And this is happening, and people don't even know. Guys don't even know who has the right of way. Like, (laughs) there are times when you go on a road, And you're pretty sure these guys are just turning at will. They have no idea that right of way is a thing in roads. It's a circus. It's a real circus. And on top of us being that kind of, you know, drivers, I think there's also a bit of a correction that needs to be done with our attitudes towards owning a car. We need to get out of the whole Mayika mentality. You know, where a car is seen as a status symbol. And the richer you get, the more cars you need. Like, seriously, it's not like you multiply yourself as you're getting richer. It's just your money that's multiplied. Yeah, I get it. Be humble. Be okay. Be okay with yourselves. You can still be rich and have legit cars. Like, two. But let them be that legit. You don't need the five cars. Those five cars eventually will be on the road at the same time. We don't need that. But I'm happy for you and your riches. Honestly. It's just that, man... This thing of cars being seen like this is just not helpful to us. I don't know, some person along the way told us that to own a car is to make it in life. And then in December, you go to the village and show the other villagers that you are the biggest, bestest villager in the land. Never mind the fact that you used a loan to get that car. 
and then you're going to have to pay for that goddamn loan and then proceed to maintain that car which when you add it up to all those other existing bills yo the expense of keeping up with the joneses or keeping up with appearances is gonna cost you but <laughs> we're gonna be living in debt but looking fly and driving wherever we're going right because that's what we do honestly we can't continue like this because as the country that has one of the youngest populations all these young kids can't just be buying cars and then jumping on kampala road it will be a mess this city isn't big enough for the, all of us yeah i didn't say for both of us just for all of us it's really not it wasn't designed to handle this many people we need to start moving honestly we need to like spread out this development to other parts of the country and i don't mean you know development like a cowboy town where all the main businesses are on the road no bloody spread out and i'm talking about you know different towns like gulu mbale soroti masaka jinja arua mbarara you know hoima even man because we gotta get that oil but we gotta share that development around there now go to your village and stay there develop there and hopefully you know that <laughs> these guys you know are going to come with their roads you pray and hope but i think it's people actively moving there and moving their businesses there that will help it kind of removes the pressure from kampala because everyone and their grandmother is coming to kampala and that is a problem we can't have you and your grandmother driving because you'll also send the houseboy and those other house girls for the three cars and then you'll all be on the road we can't have that just can't it's too much it's too much and it's time for me to close this off i guess you know there's definitely going to be a part two but before i leave you guys i gotta leave you with some amazing advice that i got when i was learning to drive there was this gentle old man who gave me the best advice he was my driving instructor and he gave me the best advice on driving in kampala and the advice is that when you're driving when you're in the car drive like everyone else is an idiot the car in front of you the car behind you the board on the side the border that looks like it's parked the pedestrians everyone is an idiot expect the unexpected and the best way to do this is to give them space just give them space because that space is going to help you react and not cause an accident okay so that's it for this week's episode <laughs> use the link that you found this episode on to share it with a like-minded friend maybe they'll hate this episode just as much as you do <laughs> but yeah tell me what you guys think otherwise if i was gonna be honest i was gonna say that today's episode was almost not going to happen but by the grace of god i was able to sit down and record this and i'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to it because it really means a lot and also i'd like to say a special thank you to everyone who listened to the previous episode you guys are awesome and god bless this has been not your average joe you can reach me on social media that is at joker tabs on everything what ups